Hey Vancouver Accounting Nation, it's Adrian Law here, CPACA, Accounting Coach and Mentor, and welcome to another episode of the Vancouver Accounting Experience. Um, hopefully everyone is doing well and you're keeping safe and we're all practicing good social distancing. It's very important and hopefully with enough perseverance and a bit of luck, we'll all get through this difficult time with a bit of a better perspective on life. Uh, especially with this pandemic, I'm sure it's a very new experience for all of us. Uh, dealing with stressful times and a down economy. So hopefully we'll get through this very soon. All right. So in this episode, um, I'm just going to be sharing my thoughts on exam writing and studying for exams, uh, specifically related to the CFI. So just going to be sharing my thoughts and tips um, for CFI exam writing. Um, about a week ago, I presented to the BC chapter of the ICAI, which is the uh, Institute of Chartered Accountants of India. And I, I just shared my thoughts on the same subject and it went pretty well and had some good feedback. So I thought I'd share this information with you as well uh, on the podcast. All right, so let's get right into it. Welcome to the Vancouver Accounting Experience, the podcast where accountants share their stories, their careers, their experiences, and their special moments of inspiration they encountered along the way to their professional designation. And now your host, Adrian Law. And welcome to the podcast. Adrian Law here. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Vancouver Accounting Experience. Uh, welcome, everyone, and welcome, Accounting Nation. Hope you're all doing very well. Um, so as I mentioned in the introduction, this is going to be a podcast that is um, just some tips on exam writing and studying for the exam. Um, I know, I'm sure a lot of you have uh, lots of time on your hands right now with the uh, global lockdown. So um, for those of you who are going to be writing the CFI later this year in September, uh, now is the time to um, start getting getting mentally prepared. So um, I thought I'd just share some tips and uh, some ideas and thoughts on exam writing. All right, so let's get right into this. So as I mentioned in the introduction, I gave a presentation to the BC chapter of the ICAI uh, same subject, just thoughts and tips on um, exam writing, specifically related to the CV. Um, and uh, I just thought I'd share the uh, same thoughts on the podcast. Um, thoughts on the um, CFI. So first thing, full disclosure, full disclaimer, I've never actually written the CFI. So I have written the UFI, which is the uniform exam under the old CA legacy designation. But very similar, it was a three-day exam, uh, had multiple um, case writing um, uh, formats against 
uh, all the different competencies of a CA. So that's very similar. I mean, there are a couple of differences between the CFI and the UFI. I'm not going to really get into too much of the 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 technical components of the CFI itself because as I've said I've never actually written the CFI so I don't I don't really have the expertise knowledge or even the experience to share that with you um, just generally it's um, exam that's written over three days it's uh, 13 hours essentially over those three days um, I believe first day is about four hours second day you have five hours and on the third day you have four hours as well uh, on day one it's a one large case that is linked to the case that is presented in the CPA capstone one module so I believe it's the same business case the same characters and you're really continuing from what you've presented in that capstone one module day two is one very large case that covers um, the two um, main competencies that's covered in mod one and mod two so that's financial reporting and managerial accounting and then also there's the uh, electives that you choose beforehand and that you'll be writing on day two and day three is going to be um, multiple cases that's covering the two core competencies as well so that's as far as I know however I can direct you to a couple of resource sites uh, the first one is um, there's a blog called the canadianaccountant.com um, and there's a very good five-part article series written by Andrew Knappman who covers all of the strategies and the writing tips specific to each day. He also breaks down how the CFE is marked and he really covers through um, all of that. So I highly recommend you go check it out at canadianaccountant.com. There is an article, uh, five of them in a series uh, written by Andrew Nammons. Very good. There's also a whole bunch of um, other paid and unpaid resources out there. Uh, I'm sure you got to be very familiar with that so um, I was lucky that uh, in my time at PwC we were given um, a couple of these pay programs one was Densmore and the other was the past program so uh, that in addition to our CA mod 6 that I, I felt that we were very well prepared uh, obviously, not all of you are going to be that fortunate to have those kinds of resources. But I think if you take um, Capstone 2, which is the case writing module that's in preparation for the CFI, and <clears throat> you have a really good kind of uh, discipline with your studies, I think it's definitely it's definitely doable. Um, so, but we'll get into We'll get into that. So I just laid out Capstone 2. Oh, well, I mean, first of all, there was supposed to be two CFI uh, uh, exams um, that candidates could take this year. But obviously, with the uh, coronavirus pandemic, uh, the one in May, I believe, was canceled. So the only opportunity to write the CFI is this year in September. Um, so obviously... All of you uh, potential candidates who are planning to write in September, you're going to know 
really what Capstone 2 is all about. And you're going to be going through the different uh, uh, modules, so you're very familiar with that. Uh, but from what I understand, Capstone 2 was very similar to our Mod 6, which is essentially um, case writing. Um, so I believe this year's Capstone 2 uh, stretches from uh, July all the way to the first week of September. So I believe you have five or six weeks and in that period you'll be writing cases. That will be your study time. Uh, I believe a couple of select cases you'll be uploading that to be marked by a uh, designated group of markers. So you have a very good um, direct feedback uh, as to how you're doing, how you're progressing. So I think that is very good. And while you're going through this period of about five or six weeks before the CFI, uh, this will be your main um, study period. So essentially it's going to be your CFI studying summer. Um, so the first thing that I recommend, and this is not going to impact all of you, but for those of you who don't touch type very well, I highly, highly recommend you immediately download some typing software and just practice typing. So that's practice touch typing with both hands. So right now, if you're touch typing with just two fingers, that's not going to be good enough unless you're extremely good at it. Um, so I highly recommend doing that. I mean, whether it's fair or not fair uh, that good typers have a natural advantage in the exam, I mean, the exam is going to be written on a laptop uh, within the exam software. So there's no real way to get around that. So uh, you really need to close the gap on that, improve your skills, improve your typing. It's not too late. I mean, we're just at the end of March here, so there's still many, many months to summer. And I think it, there's adequate um, uh, adequate time to really improve your typing skills. So that's one thing I, th I feel a lot of people um, really don't really think too much about. But... Um, let me just say a bit of my background that I was a very average student. Um, so that's in university, uh, in the uh, DAP program, which is the Diploma Accounting program. Um, I got the grades that I needed to get hired by a big four firm, but I definitely wasn't uh, by any means an outstanding student. And, and that's the same with the UFI that I wrote. So I know there's a lot of articles and resources out there uh, where past gold medal winners and honor roll winners share their uh, tips and tricks on writing the exam, their strategies for preparing the, uh, for the CFI or the UFI, um, which I think is awesome. I think it is very good, and I think you should read as uh, much resources on uh, the exam as you can. I felt that it'd be good for me to share on this podcast my thoughts and my tips because I was just very round the mill, very down the middle, average student. Really, nothing special about me. Um, I'll, I'll let you. I'll talk a bit later as to how the exam went for me, but. Um, I think it's just good to get the perspective of someone who is a very average student. So 
it's good to know that if I can do it, you definitely can pass the C fee, right? It's not something that's completely impossible. It'll be very stressful, but um, you know, it's it's very doable. Let's say that. Okay. <clears throat> so first things first about um, studying for the C fee. First thing, I highly recommend you study with a partner. Now. I've actually read a couple of articles and blogs where uh, candidates um, did their own studying, so solo. And while I think that's very doable, and I really commend them, it's unbelievable that they just did solo studying um, and then were able to pass the C fee. I personally wouldn't recommend that unless you're extremely disciplined and you know yourself. So you really need to apply a bit of self-awareness, really be honest with yourself. And if you know in your heart of hearts that you're an outstanding studier and you can apply your studying techniques with a high amount of personal discipline, then it might be okay. But I'd still recommend studying with... Uh, one partner and definitely no more than two partners. So having a part, a study partner with, is really someone to hold you accountable and really uh, keep you on track with your studies, right? So it's two partners or maybe three, definitely no more than three uh, to really hold each other accountable because you're going to be treating it like a job, right? So your CFE study, you're going to be treating it exactly like a job. So hopefully all of you who are going to be writing the CP this year will um, be able to take that full summer off and uh, for your studies. Um, that's something that is imperative. You really need to have all that time dedicated to to study. So try, try not to work part-time or, or anything like that. So it'll be you and a study partner, try and pick someone who you think will have really uh, good complementary skills. Um, ideally, not your friends. I think it's just going to be too much of a distraction uh, to be with someone who is a very close friend, with, especially if you know each other really well and you're sh sharing things on Instagram or LinkedIn or whatever or you're online shopping. It's just going to be too much of a distraction. So find someone who you, know, you might be friendly with, an acquaintance or someone you met in um, Capstone 1 or in one of your mods. Um, someone who you, you like, and I think that'll be a good study partner. Uh, just to just to because you're going to be um, writing cases, and then you'll be exchanging them, and then you'll be marking uh, each other's case against the marking guide, and uh, then you'll be debriefing. So it's really good to have two people who. Um, are similar minded in your approach and in terms of, of dedication. So it might be two extroverts or two introverts who like to study with one another, two people who really bring the same work ethic, the same discipline to studying, find someone who really complements you very well. All right, um, next point. I, I really think that having self-awareness is extremely important while you're studying for the CFE. So let me tell you a story. 
when I was studying with my partner for the UFI, uh, we were, like I said, we were writing cases, exchanging cases, uh, marking each other's case against the marking guide, and then we'll debriefing. Um, so first week of our UFI summer, um, my partner, I realized he was really an exceptional student, um, uh, highly technical, very smart, and really got uh, the concepts and the technical components of the exam uh, very quickly. So um, first week, he was already hitting most of the um, indicators on the uh, on each of the competencies. He was hitting them at competent or higher. So he was already really passing each of the cases. Whereas for me, I wasn't really even hitting many of the uh, the um, indicators, uh, really failing all of the cases that what I was writing. Now, as part of your studies, you really are learning by writing cases. So in the first week, it's okay to be failing a lot of these cases. There's nothing wrong with that. It's perfectly normal. Don't let it freak you out. Don't let it stress you out. That's part of how you learn uh, technical as well on the um, case writing, right? So you're really learning as you go, uh, as you write, you're learning how to write, how to read cases, how to outline, and how to get in all of the points that you really need to hit all the uh, competencies uh, really with reaching competent or competent or higher. So first week, that's fine. It's not a problem. Second week, my partner, uh, Mike, he was still passing all of them. So hitting all of his uh, indicators at uh, competent to hire and myself still really not uh, grasping it too well. So, so we were taught to the same as I'm giving you this advice right now. We were really taught to treat it like a job, go to your... Uh, each study day like a job nine to five or eight to four and once that time was over we were taught to stop studying and take off go home and really get some downtime uh, which is important during the UFI study uh, UFI summer so as you not really burn out and over ex extend yourself um, so that was one of the <clears throat> that was one of the tips that we learned that you really didn't want to overstudy. Uh, in that, if you overstudied, your chances of not doing well in the exam or potentially failing it increased if you um, studied too much. So we all followed that very closely. So we studied 8 to 4, 9 to 5 on certain days, uh, really got our cases in, and we would write early in the morning, and then we would debrief. And sometimes after lunch, we would write another case and debrief after that. And it might be some time for a very little bit of technical studying, and that was really it. You know, it would be 3, 4 o'clock, and we would end our day, and my study partner would take off, and that was it. And I was left thinking, okay, I'm not really passing any of these cases, but, you know, it's part of the process, it's normal. But I really felt that I really wasn't grasping the technical components very well, even after debriefing. So 
I think my self-awareness really kicked in and realized that Mike was a very different kind of, of study or a very different kind of student in that through writing, he was, I mean, obviously he was writing very well, uh, very concise and just hitting all the points with minimal effort. So being very efficient uh, knowing his technical and getting the correct indicators for all of them. Whereas myself, I didn't really know the technical components um, very well at all. And I wasn't a very good writer and I wasn't very efficient. I wasn't hitting any of the indicators, at least not at RC or C or higher. I was still either uh, NA or um, I can't remember what the other uh, indicator is. But I wasn't doing very well. Essentially, it really wasn't passing the cases. So I decided to um, change up my studying strategy. So what I did was I essentially started studying more. I, I put in extra time. So 4 o'clock came. We were done writing cases. And I would continue from 5 all the way till 9 or 10 p.m. Just studying um, on uh, technical so that could be technical in financial reporting or managerial accounting, uh, finance, whatever it was, whatever they required, I would just keep studying. Um, so that is something I think if you're realizing in your studies that you and your partner aren't really the same, you both can't be studying in the same way. Something has to change. And I really feel that if I didn't make that change, I would have failed the UFI without any doubt. So I'm glad that I was able to recognize that halfway through the UFI summer, make that change. And um, I was finally able to pass the UFI on my first try. So I'm actually very proud of that. So be self-aware. Understand who you are, how do you study, how well you're doing as the weeks progress. You do want to see an upward progression. So you might still be failing the cases as you're writing them in week two and maybe even week three. That's perfectly normal, but you still want to see that progression. You want to get better and better and better. And I wasn't seeing that, so I decided to make a change. Even though we were told not to overstudy, I felt it was very important for me to really get the technical down right. If not, I would have failed for sure. Um, all right, so next thing is you want to practice studying uh, with a bit of discipline in every facet of the exam. So what do I mean? So I've just told you a bit about how I studied for the technical, uh, which was through case writing, realizing where you're deficient, going back to the CPA handbook um, and all the different guides that you have and really reading. So for example, revenue recognition is going to be something that uh, is going to be coming up on, let's say, one of the cases and you're not really hitting any of the uh, revenue recognition criteria. So go to the handbook, read what the criteria are, and I really I, I think it's important to practice writing it down. So just reading it and understanding isn't good enough. For me, I felt I needed to practice almost like an athlete where if you're practicing one small lift or one jump, a component, you want to practice 
how does my how does the mechanics of my knee work and how do I get power and it's really breaking down the motion into very small movements so this is the same in the exam as well you really want to break it down so for example revenue recognition write down all the criteria and write it down again and again and again until you've got it down right um, similar if there is a finance component and you have, for example, a discounted cash flow, you really want to break down how is it going to look on your Excel spreadsheet, where you're going to have your headers, where you're going to have your cash flows, do you have your discounted cash flows uh, formula memorized and you know where you, how are you going to lay it out and you want to practice that again and again and again. It's same, it could be uh, something like a tax component. You want to look it up if you're not very good at tax, uh, memorize it, write it down again and again and again, and really practice it, either writing your answer out or practicing in Excel how it's going to look, what the layout is. That way you'll have a strategy for everything. So whether if it's something that's technical, you've got it down. Even if you can't remember all the criteria for revenue recognition, uh, you're at least going to know the top three or four or five points and make sure you practice that. If it's something in Excel, practice that so that you really have it as a strategy in your back pocket. So uh, you've got your strategy down and so you're not really losing any time. Uh, thinking about what your layout is going to be, right? You really have a strategy in your in your back pocket that you can pull out and be ready to go. So that's what I mean by having a lot of discipline uh, while you're practicing. All right, next tip: um, make sure you balance the mental with the physical. So, as I mentioned, you're going to be going to work to study. So that's going to be eight or nine hours of, of study, which is a lot of um, mental focus and um, studying. So it's really using your brain a lot. I mean, you're really nonstop with your case writing and debriefing and studying your technicals. So that's really a lot of mental. And when you're done, it could be 5, 6, 7 p.m. Whenever you're done, you really want to have a good clean break. And really you want to balance um, your personal being out uh, with physical activity. And I think that's very important. It's very yin-yang kind of thinking. But I, I think that's very good. It's similar if you're working a very um, manual labor job, which is a lot of physical work. You want to balance that out with maybe some reading or listening to music, something that's a bit more mental oriented. So I think that really rounds out a person as a whole. So make sure once you're done that you have a good clean break. You're not really thinking too much about studying anymore. You're going for a run or a light walk or maybe just some calisthenics or some yoga, something to really balance out what you've been doing all day uh, with a lot of, of mental focus with a lot of physical activity. I think that is very important. Um, add that to your routine. You really want to do that on a daily basis. All right. Um, my next point is a bit about strategy, but I think I've jumped ahead and I've already talked a bit about that. Really have the self-awareness as to who you are, how you study, 
once you know that, you can really put a strategy for each of those components of the exam, break it down to small parts and have a strategy for studying, practicing each of those components so that you're confident going to the exam that you've got that one piece in your pocket uh, ready to go as it comes up. So that's uh, very important. We'll get back to why uh, confidence is, is so important. All right. Um, so I realized that the UFI exam was actually very similar to marathon running. Uh, let me explain. In a marathon, <laughs> it's 42 kilometers, by the way, if you've ever run a marathon, it's an incredibly long distance. Um, I don't even know how people run ultras, but uh, marathon, I've run three of them and they're very long. In a marathon training, I believe it's about three months of training and you really start uh, almost like a ladder where, you know, your first week you might be running three kilometers. Um, second week, you, your long run might increase to five or ten and then it might drop back down to eight or six. And then as the weeks progress, you'll go up to 15, then 20, then 25, and then it'll drop back down again till 15 and 10. And at the peak of your training, you're really running no more than maybe 30 or 32 kilometers. And then it'll start tailing off. So while the marathon is 42 kilometers, you never actually training at that distance because you want to steadily peak. And then at your very peak, hopefully it really coincides with the marathon uh, race. And then you'll be at your very best. So the CFE is going to be exactly the same. So in your CFE studying summer, you, as I mentioned, in week one, you're not really doing very well in your cases. You don't really know the technical very well. You don't know how to write, and you're not really hitting up your indicators. As the weeks progress, you improve your writing skills. You get more efficient. Uh, you know what's to come. You're really starting to develop those strategies. You're improving your technical and you're getting more efficient in your uh, case reading, your case outlining, um, and then your case writing. So you're starting to improve slowly between week two and week three. You might still be failing a couple of the cases in week three. And, you know, even if you fail a couple of them in week four, don't be alarmed because you're never really going to be peaking until uh, the day of the exam. Now, I know that can be very disarming and, and extremely stressful uh, in that in your CFE studying summer, you're, you're never hitting all your cases at 100%, but expect not to, right? You want to be at your very best on the day of the exam, at your best performance, uh, really with all your powers uh, really applied on that day. And then, you know, you after that, you really just crash and you have nothing left. So on the day, you give it all you've got. And, and that's why um, uh, really having this uh, athlete's mindset is, is, is very important uh, because it's really, it's just like practicing for a big race um, I, I found. So that's something that I think uh, if you start putting that in your mindset, um, it'll be uh, very good for you. So 
On the other side, now we're just getting into April and this couple months away from the um, actual CFE itself. So April, May, June, July, August. So about six months away. Now is not the time to start studying, right? It's way too early. So you don't want to be really writing um, any cases or really studying too hard on technicals or reading the handbook or anything like that. It's really way too early. Someone was asking me um, on the uh, WebEx webinar I had with the uh, BC chapter of the ICAI, he was telling me that he was already looking at cases and looking at the answers. Definitely do not do that, right? You don't want to be uh, burning cases, right? There's only so much historical cases that you can really get into. Um, I mean, there's going to be last year's, 2019, 2018, and you going all the way back to 2015 where you have uh, CFE exams. And before that, it's going to be UFI, uh pass exams, which I think are still applicable. But you don't want to be looking at the answers and trying to write them now because you'll just be uh, burning these very good uh, cases, right? You you want to be writing these cases in your CFE uh, studies summer. So definitely no no studying, no case writing right now. Only do that in your um, study period, right? So that's going to be in uh, July, August. <clears throat> Um, now is the time to, as I mentioned, practice your typing. There's nothing wrong with that because that's a very physical thing. Uh, you And you don't want to burn yourself out with too much mental work, right? So uh, keep that in mind. All right. A um, couple other things. I mentioned um, confidence. Confidence is definitely king when it comes to exam writing. It's just like an athlete, you want to be getting into the big game, if it's hockey or, or something similar, uh, something that's like an individual event. Um, you really want to have a real confidence high going into it. So that's what I mentioned, really have a strategy for every component of the exam whether that is technical criteria, laying out your Excel for discounted cash flow calculation or a tax calculation, really have all those strategies ready. You've practiced it. Uh, you know they're coming up and you've really got it in your back pocket so that you can really hit the ground running and start putting your answers on um, uh, down once, you, when it, once it comes up in the case. So that's with good practice, you'll have additional confidence. Um, while you're writing the exams, day one, day two, day three, write them and then go straight home. Do something physical to really balance it out. And don't, to, don't talk to any of your peers or anyone else on social media or in person because you don't really want your confidence to be taking a dip Right. So if you're talking to someone, oh, I want what answer did you give on this case or how did you how did you do on that one? Um, whatever they say, it's going to be different from from what you thought. Right. Because they're a different person. They're a different individual. You, you don't really want that to um, take a hit on your confidence. 
So don't talk to anyone. Write those cases and then just go straight home and do some physical activity. You know, take a walk or ride your bike. Um, so I think that's very important.、Uh, but how I essentially laid out is my main strategy for writing、uh, the exam that I can share with you is. Uh, discovery leads to learning, and learning leads to your strategy. Strategy leads to practice, and practice leads to confidence, and confidence is king, right? So,、uh, discovery that's really tied to self awareness,、uh, understanding who you are, and having someone that、uh, matches that in your study partner. Understand how you study,、uh, how how efficient you are in writing, reading. These cases, doing the outline,、um, and if you're not doing well in the technicals, put more time in that. If you're not doing well on the reading, learn to read better, read more efficiently. Don't get distracted. If you're not good at outlining, practice outlining.、Uh, really want to outline efficiently, right? So break all of those components down and really attack it、uh, with a lot of discipline and practice. Uh, because that will give you confidence on every facet of the、uh, exam. Learning—that's something that really ties to that self-confidence. Again,、um, that is like I mentioned. It doesn't matter what component it is. If it's、uh, something that's technical, tax-related, or finance-related, or managerial accounting-related,、um, learn that. And once you've learned, have the strategy in place as to how you're going to be writing an answer out, how you're going to be laying out、uh, your formulas, and then really practice it. Practice it again and again and again.、Uh, in my example that I gave earlier, related to、um, let's say revenue recognition criteria.、Um, I looked up the answer. I and I wrote it down again and again and again. I think and I wrote it down four or five times so that my fingers were physically used to writing down the answer. And I did it on every case, and not just revenue recognition, but whatever components of the exam that I wasn't doing well. I would write the answers down again and again, five, six, seven, eight times until、um, I got it down right, and it was almost as though my fingers physically were adapting to the to the answers, and they were getting used to you know just really knocking out the answers because you'll you'll see that a lot of the cases,、um, practice cases that you'll be writing, a lot of the answers are very similar. Uh, there's a lot of common themes and and answers that are very similar, and the details of the case might be different, but the way that you're going to be writing your answers down is very similar. So that's why practice. I find、uh, writing your answers down, or writing, or putting your formulas on the Excel spreadsheet, or whatever it is related to tax and finance, practicing it again and again. All of these. Will just increase your confidence, and as your confidence t-、um, increases, you want it to be at the peak on the day that you're writing the exam, right? Because confidence just keeps you up on the high, and so that you know on day one, day two, day three. 
as you're sitting there waiting for the exam to begin when it starts and everyone around you is typing on your laptop already at 100 miles an hour and you're just taking your time to read because you've practiced it. You're taking your time to outline because you've practiced it. Um, you're, you're not rushing. You're just going at your pace, which is fast, efficient, and you've done it a million times. And so I think that... A strategy from self-discovery to learning to having a strategy to practicing that strategy boosts your confidence and you head into the exam with 100% confidence over three days it's going to be very difficult to maintain that level that's uh, at a high level over those three days and once you're done you can be completely exhausted and at least Finish all three days knowing that you did everything physically and mentally possible. Um, you left everything on the table. You held nothing back. Uh, you gave it all you got. And because of that, you can accept whatever outcome, um, whatever pass or fail, whatever the answer is, the outcome, you accept it because you gave it all you got and uh, you have no regrets. And I think that's the best way to think about it. Um, that way, if you can accept the outcome, uh, you know, you have no fear. And that just minimizes the stress that you have. So that's how I thought about it. And that's how I think about really everything new that I head into. As long as I give it all I've got, everything that I can do possible physically or mentally, I leave it all on the table and if uh, I accept the outcome. So I think that's just a good way of attacking anything in life, really. Um, and I especially think uh, if you can follow that on the CFE exam, I think you have a very good chance to do very, very well. That's just me. Uh, like I said, I've never actually written the CFE, so take my advice and my thoughts with a bit of a grain of salt. Um, I'm just a very average student sharing um, how I thought about it. Um, I just like breaking things down as into little steps and uh, little ways of thinking about it so that I can conquer uh, these challenges mentally because I think the mental component and confidence is so important. I mean, you can just imagine how it would unfold if you haven't really practiced um, any uh, with any real discipline. Uh, you really head into the exam with a lot of self-doubt. You know, have I really studied enough or, or, or any, anything really? Um, that seed of doubt just grows. And once the exam begins and everyone around you is already hitting it hard and you're starting to type and your typing isn't really even that great, man, that confidence just starts going down and you'll just have a lot of self-doubt. And that self-doubt is going to really suck up a lot of time. You're not going to be efficient at all, right? You're going to be, you, you, you want to be at the peak during those exams where it's almost an out-of-body experience. You've, you've practiced so much that it's almost automatic. Um, so that's how you want to think about it. Okay, I think that's all the time I have on this uh, episode of Vancouver Accounting Experience. I hope you guys enjoyed that. And 
I hope you have a lot of value out of those uh, thoughts on exam writing. Um, if you have any questions or comments, please email me. That's adrian at adrian-law.ca. I'd love to hear from you uh, what you thought of this episode. Um, uh, until next time, uh, this is Adrian Law uh, signing off. Uh, have a good week, everyone, and stay safe. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to follow, rate, and share the podcast. Tune in next time when your host, Adrian Law, delves into the wonderful world of Vancouver accounting experience. <laughs>